Hello, and thank you for tuning to Fire and Rain Ministries, where fire purges and rain washes. Today, we have an exciting word to share with you from Apostle Allison J. Cross, and we know that you will be encouraged by what you hear. So sit back and relax, and remember, she has a word for you from the Word. Praise the Lord, everybody. I am back. And this is our third and final um, teaching in the mini series on the armor. I tell you, it's been wonderful. Uh, we're doing like 20, about 20, 25 minute segments because I realized that the attention span nowadays, 30 minutes, people are gone generally. So we're keeping it real quick. Well, not quick, but we're breaking it up into bite sized pieces. Amen. Let's pray. And then we're going to get right into the lesson. Father, we thank you and praise you, God, for this day, because this is the day that you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Father, we are thankful and we praise you and honor you for even waking us up this morning. So let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing and acceptable in thy sight, because you are my strength and redeemer. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, we've been talking about Ephesians, that wonderful armor. Let's go back to the verse, to the... Um, Ephesians chapter six, verse 11. And it says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. We want to be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, right? Amen. Glory to God. So we've been talking about false teachers. We've talking about standing our ground. We've talked about submitting to God. Amen. We want to submit to the Lord. Hallelujah. Resist the devil and he'll flee. <laughs> a lot of people ain't resisting too well, but I'll tell you what, we need to resist. So we're talking about today, the belt. Everybody say the belt, the belt. Put on the whole armor of God and keep it on. <laughs> Amen. What does that ticker tape say? Put on the whole armor of God and keep it on. Don't be taking it off. We don't want to take off the armor of God because we're leaving ourselves vulnerable to the enemy, right? So let's let's look at the um, let's look at the belt. All right. So the first piece of the armor is to be buckled on uh, this piece, which is the first piece that you put on is the belt. You got to put that on because all the other pieces of the armor are buckled on to the belt of truth. It holds everything up. So when you look at a, a soldier in the natural world um, on that suit of armor, the belt. It holds all the other pieces together. So the truth of God's word, the belt of truth is the spiritual belt to which all other pieces of the armor are attached. Because if you don't have no truth, you might as well forget it. Forget it. If there is no truth, you might as well forget it, right? You say, well, why do you say that? Because God is truth. His word is truth. He's all about truth. So if, if you're a liar, if a person's a liar, and they're trying to preach the gospel, you might as well forget it because nothing else is going to hold. It's not going to hold together. It's founded on truth. Amen. So when you look at Genesis chapter three, verses two through four, this was Satan's first attack on the truth of God. And it says, and the woman said unto the certain, God hath said, ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the, ser the serpent said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die. 
So what is it? What is the devil doing right there? He's literally saying to the uh, woman, you're not going to die. Go ahead. Eat up. <laughs> eat the fruit. You're not going to die. Trust me. Hmm. We have to really, really think about that. From the very beginning of time, the enemy has tried to um, mess with God's truth. So we have to be very cognizant of that fact and, you know, say, I'm, I'm going to uphold the truth. I'm going to uphold the word because we can't have an effective armor if the truth is not there. Okay. If the truth is not there, we don't have an effective armor. Okay. So the truth will protect you from doctrinal lies of error. You say, well, how was that even possible? Because the enemy, he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He wants to destroy the truth. He wants to de destroy the word. He wants you to get into error. He wants you to get into um, heresy, false teaching. And the truth, the word of God will protect you from those type of things. Truth is the undergirding of our spiritual armor. And we're to have our loins, our spiritual vital or organs covered with truth covered with truth. What does the Bible say? It says, uh, guard your heart with all diligence because out of it flows the issues of life. Hmm. Guard it. Guard your heart with all diligence. When you look at Ephesians chapter six, verse 14, it says, stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth. What is truth? Now there's some scripture that, that talks about truth. Jesus said, I am the truth. Did he not say that in John 14, 6? Yes, he did. He said, I am the truth. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. John 14, 17. God is truth. Romans 3, verse 4. God's word is truth. Psalms 19, 119, 151. The gospel is truth, Colossians 1, 5. So when we look at these things, this is what the truth is. The truth is the word of God. The belt of truth is something that we must have on because nothing else is going to work if we're not walking in truth, okay? Nothing else is going to work if we're not walking in truth. We also have to have on the breastplate of righteousness. And I smile when I saw, say that because sometimes I mispronounce it and I'll say the blessed plate, <laughs> but it's the breastplate of righteousness. And we have to have that on. In the nitro world, a breastplate, something it's going to cover the whole upper body. So uh, the, the body of a warrior, it protects the vital organs, okay? Such as like your heart, your lungs, things like that. You don't want those attacked. The spiritual breastplate of righteousness does not refer to your righteousness, but to the covering of the righteousness of Christ. We're covered by him. We're shielded by him. If you look at Philippians 3, 9, it says, and be found in him. Remember, I want to be, do you, anybody want to be found in him? I want to be found in him. It says, and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness, which is of God by faith. So I want to be found in him, not of my own righteousness. So I'm going to have his righteousness is upon me because, you know, the Bible says 
about our righteousness. They're like filthy rags. And I'm not going to even go into what a filthy rag is. I think everybody know what it is. And so it's not our righteousness. It's his righteousness. And we don't stand on our own merits. We stand in Christ. And we cannot face the enemy without the protection of the righteousness of Jesus. We can. If you look at 2 Corinthians 6, 7, it says, by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor, what? Listen, of righteousness on the right hand and on the left. So we have the armor of righteousness. Yeah, I had that earbud in and it was like, really, it was doing something to my ear. But anyway, so I'm going to read it again. 2 Corinthians 6, 7, by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness, on the right hand and on the left, so we don't stand on our own merits. The righteousness of Christ protects your spiritual, my spiritual vital organs from the attack of Satan. It's going to protect us from unrighteousness. We want to be protected from unrighteousness. We don't want to be out here doing all type of stuff and saying all type of stuff. No, we want to be protected from that. So when we look at the breastplate of righteousness, it must be buckled onto that belt of truth. They go hand in hand. We also have to have the shoes. Everybody said, I got me some new shoes. <laughs> we got to have the shoes. And so there are many types of shoes when you look at it for different purposes. Some shoes are for walking. Others are for specific sports activity. When you look at a soldier, a soldier's shoes are, you know, of a whole other kind. Their shoes are designed for warfare. If you don't have the correct shoes on, you're not going to be able to do warfare because your shoes are not correct. You know, they're designed for warfare. A soldier who cannot, you know, a soldier can't advance on the battlefield with the wrong shoes. If your artillery, if your uh, stuff is jacked up, jacked upness, <laughs> one of my favorite words. You know, when you look at a, a soldier, they don't have on tennis shoes. They don't have on sandals. They have on boots with steel toes, extra enforced. They're not just, they don't just have anything on their feet. It says that the, our feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace that indicates a readiness to advance in the spirit realm. Are you ready to advance? Hmm. Are you ready to advance? When you look at the spiritual shoes, they protect us from going in the wrong direction. The enemy wants to lead us all down the wrong path. He wants us to go astray, go away from where God is leading us. But we're not going to do that. We're going to keep those uh, shoes of peace on. Amen. When you're talking about the shield, in the natural world, a shield was used to provide protection to the warrior's entire body. And our spiritual shield is the shield of faith. Now, I was, you know, when I was looking at some Roman soldiers, I was watching uh, like a documentary of something. It was a while back. You know, they had those round shields and they did, you know, they had them up like this. And things like that. And it was just round. But I saw a shield that was so large that a soldier had that they could literally put the shield on the ground and crouch down behind it. And their whole body was protected. 
that gave me a whole different perspective of the shield of faith because it protects our entire body. There's a lot of different type of faith that the Bible talks about. It talks about saving faith, the gift of faith, you know, um, and the spiritual uh, fruit of faith. But the word faith, when used into uh, in relation to the shield of faith, it speaks of defensive faith. It speaks that that shield is defending me. It's a defensive faith. And when we're talking about the shield of faith, you know, we have to stand firm and we have to be confident in God. We have to have that shield of faith that protects our whole being, everything. Because the Bible says that without faith, it's impossible to please God, right? So we have to make sure that we are faithing, that we are, we have our faith in order. I want to please God, but I'm not going to have the faith to please God or to even be able to put the armor on if I'm not in my word. If I don't know what the word says, if I don't know who I am in Christ, you know, if I don't know that I can do all things through Christ, through him that gives me strength. If I don't know that I'm the head and not the tail, I'm above and not beneath. If I don't know these things because I have not been in the word, then it's going to be a problem. Houston, we have a problem. It's going to be a problem. And so we have to be careful of that. We have to make sure that we have that shield intact. The shield of faith is the constant application of God's word to the issues that we may have in our lives. It's the constant application. I got to apply the word of God to my life every day. I can't just get up and jump and run and, you know, do this and that. We have to apply the word every single day. Everybody say every day. We have to apply the word every day because it's imperative, it is important, and it's very, very necessary. We have to apply it every day. When you look at faith, that shield of faith, it enable us, enables us to overcome the evil forces of the world. When you look at John, 1 John 5, 4, go to 1 John 5, 4, and go ahead and invite some people in to um to this uh teaching i'm sure they'll enjoy it okay all right and so first john 5 4 and it says for whatsoever is born of god overcometh the world and this is the victory that overcometh the world even our faith now i can stop right there i can stop literally stop right there in that first part of that scripture for whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. Now, think about that for a moment. Think about whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. But if I am doing things, if I am creating things, if I am, you know, using my gifts not in accordance to the word and will of God, and what I'm doing is not born of God, it's not overcoming anything. Nothing. I love 1 Thessalonians 5, 8. Why? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> it says, put it on the breastplate of faith and love. So here we see that that breastplate, breastplate is combined with love as well. Think about that. Combined with the love of God, faith is most effective. It's most effective. 
Faith is based on the truth. Psalms 91, 4 says, he shall cover thee, shield, with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thy trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Isn't that awesome? So without faith, we don't have the grasp on the truth. Without faith, you know, it's, it's just hard to move ahead. Without faith, we can't go forth in the gospel of peace because you don't believe it. All these things is something that we don't see tangibly. You can't hold peace in your hand. By faith, peace is, you know, you can't hold the spirit of God in your hand, but we know that he is, right? So when we look at faith, we have to have faith to know that he is. We have to have faith for salvation to know that when we repeated that sinner's prayer, we have faith that God did come into my heart. He really, he really, really did. I didn't see him come into my heart, but I know he came in. Amen. How many of you know that God came into your heart? That's faith. That's faith. Hallelujah. So we have to grasp the truth of faith by faith. When we look at faith also, faith is not an assumption and it's not a presumption. It's an, an actual fact based on God's word. Faith come by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Read it, hear it, study it. Ask God to reveal his word to you. Let's talk about that helmet. The helmet of salvation, yes. Putting on that helmet. You're going to put it on, leave it on, right? So the helmet of salvation is not something literally that like you put on when you get saved. Remember, we're dealing with spiritual armor here, right? And it's assumed that if you're a believer and a member of God's army, before you start, um, before you start putting on that armor. So the helmet of salvation represents a regenerated mind. Our mind is being regenerated. It's being transformed. It's being renewed. We want to be able to renew our minds so, you know, we can prove what is an acceptable will of God. We want to renew our thought life. We don't want our thoughts running away with us, right? I need to find that scripture because I want to quote it correctly. One second. Let me find that scripture. Don't go away. Okay, I'm going to read that scripture here. And give me one second. There it is. Romans 12, 2. Be ye not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That helmet of salvation, it'll help us renew our mind. And we want to prove that. <laughs> we want to prove 
what is the acceptable and perfect will of God. We can't, and we do, and that's part of faith. We do that by faith because we believe that he is. We believe that every word in the Bible is true. Of course, we didn't live when Adam and Eve were here. If you were alive when Adam and Eve was here, I'm going to talk to you. <laughs> I got some questions about history, but we have to believe the word is true. And we renew our mind in the word. Satan fights for the control of our minds. He literally fights for the control of the mind. And if you look at it, an undisciplined mind makes a Christian warrior easy prey to the uh, deceptions of the enemy. So we have to be careful. We have to make sure that we're renewing our mind daily in the word, daily in prayer. We're thinking on things that are lovely, that are a good report. You know, think on these things. We want to do that. We don't want to uh, let crap in our minds. We don't want to sit up and, and feast on things that are not wholesome. Because the more garbage you get in, it's going to start here, it's going to end up here, and it's going to manifest in our bodies, in our lives. So we have to be careful of that. Okay, so Paul talks about the helmet of salvation. He talks about that as um, the hope of salvation in 1 Thessalonians 5.8. And when you look at salvation, um, when you look at it and it's properly experienced and understood, it protects our mind. It protects our mindset. Salvation, you know, it's more than just being saved. It becomes a way of life. You know, it's truth. It's everything that the word of God encompasses. You know, so, you know when God, when Jesus saves us out with the old, in with the new, right? And so that encompasses everything. And so, you know, he's the hope of salvation. He's the hope of our past, the present, and our future. Hallelujah. I'm thankful for that. And when we talk about the hope of salvation, it refers to salvation in the future tense. You know, when... We are serving God for a purpose. It's not just to say, oh, I'm saved. I got my fire insurance. No. When we gave our lives to the Lord, those of us that are in ministry, and you don't even have to be in ministry if you're saved. We have a great commission to go into all the world, teach all nations, baptizing them with the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. We want to make disciples. We want to bring people into the kingdom. So that they'll have a hope in salvation. But if our minds are jacked up, if that helmet ain't right, you know, if our minds have not been renewed, then it's going to be a problem. It's going to be a big problem. And our mind is going to be un under attack. So we have a confidence hope, a confident hope, excuse me, in the future because God is working out his purpose. Everybody say his purpose, not our purpose, his purpose. When you look at Ephesians chapter 1, verses 9 through 10, it says, according to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on the earth, even in him. So God, everything that's happened on this earth is for purpose. It's, we, we just don't live and all of a sudden it's in the sweet by and by and you know, um, today is all there is. Some people don't believe that there's a heaven to gain and there's a hell to shun, but there is. 
you know, and so we want to make sure that we're, you know, ministering to people. Now, we're going to also talk about the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. You know, there's so much that can be sort of said about the sword. The sword of the spirit is the word of God. Every word from end to amen. It is both a defensive weapon and an offensive weapon. And Jesus used the word in defense against the attacks of Satan. Remember when he was in the garden, he told the enemy, it is written. It is written. And we can we can use the word in that manner. Uh, also, the Apostle Paul, Ephesians 6, 18, he comments here, praying with all prayers and supplications in the spirit, watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And so just to say it again, the sword of the spirit is the word of God. It's used as both offensive and defensive weapons. It's part of our armor the breastplate, the feet shod, the shoes, the shield of faith, the sword of the spirit, the girdle. And so just to recap what these past three teachings have been talking about, the girdle or the belt of truth protects from the deceptions of Satan, which can lead to unrighteousness. The breastplate of righteousness protects from unrighteousness, sin, which leads to confusion. That's a whole nother thing right there we could talk about because if we allow the enemy in, he'll start trying to um, put things in our mind about the word that's not true. So we have to stay in the word. Defeat shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace protects from spiritual confusion, which results in unbelief. We want to walk in the right way. We want to do the right thing. If the enemy can get you walking down the wrong path, it's going to be a whole situation. The shield of faith protects against unbelief which results in bondage. When people get into unbelief, like they don't believe the word of God, it could literally result in being bound up because all of a sudden you no longer believe the word of God. You believe the enemy and then get into bondage. And the helmet of salvation protects from bondage. The sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, is used in both offensive and defensive weapons. So that's all I have to say today about that. And I hope that you have enjoyed this mini series on the shield of, on the um, the whole armor. I hope you've enjoyed the uh, mini series, and we're going to be doing little uh, three part mini series over the course of um, probably the next couple of weeks. But God bless everyone. You know, know that the Lord loves you. And I tell you what, fire and rain got some awesome things coming up. Awesome things coming up. Yeah, I, I've been saying this on the, on my mini series that, you know, God has done a great work. Uh, you haven't seen me a lot around, just a few here and there on Facebook. But I tell you what, I've been about my father's business. It is about to manifest in, in, a, few, in a few short weeks. You guys are going to see the fruit of what God is doing. So God bless you guys. And we'll see you again next week for another mini series. God bless you. Bye bye. Wasn't that an awesome teaching? We look forward to you tuning in each week for more teachings from Apostle Allison J. Cross, founder of Fire and Rain Ministries. You can follow us on Facebook, Roku, The Fire Stick, Apple TV, iTunes, and more under the Fivefold Network. To contact the ministry, you can reach us at 252 764 
1-800-242-5685 or email us at ApostleAJCross at gmail.com. God bless you and see you next time.